Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. This is Dayspring. And this is Michelle. And I'm Lady J. Jamila. Or Jamila. <laughs> I cannot believe, Michelle, that we have Lady J on the podcast today. Uh, I can't believe you got her on our podcast. Um, I'm fangirling right now. I love you so much. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel the same way about you two. <laughs> I think I'm fangirling harder. <laughs> That's why this cheese, I've been smiling the whole time. I can't even take my cheese off my face. <laughs> I mean, Lady J, everyone talks about the Mutant and Proud event that you throw every year. And every time those photos come up on my feed, I just, I, I'm in love with it. It's, it's such a fun looking event. Thank you so much. Yeah, so my dream was to kind of bring the Hellfire Club gala to life before, you know, it got... This was my dream way before, you know, it was back in the comics and that Marvel did it and everything else. Because I was like, how cool would it be for all of us to just be fancy and, you know, bring out our X-Gene and, you know, go to a Hellfire Club. So I accidentally ran across this venue when I looked at it. I was like, oh, my God, to me, this looks like I stepped into the Hellfire Club mansion. So I was like, we're going to do it. I'm not going to put off this dream. I had it since I was a teenager. We're just going to do it and so two years ago was our first event and it's going strong ever since so i'm excited and and to read the copy you have from the website you have lady j's mutant and proud event is an x-men themed comic book convention from 11 a.m to 4 p.m then an exclusive hellfire club gala from 6 to 9 with a red carpet photo op starting at 5 and the event is held at the german society of pennsylvania uh, with a Victorian style library. Oh, Michelle, we have to, we have to this year. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I would love it. I would love it. Oh my, can I make this work? Like, oh my gosh. I mean, you pulled out all the stops. I was looking through the feed and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have, like, I love that people change. So they start off yeah. in their uniforms or um, outfits. And then for the gala, everyone goes all out, including myself. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what made me do well. Because once I thought I would only be able to like book the venue maybe just for the gala, but then they said, oh, you can have it all day. And I said, oh, well, then for the, it was the same price, you know, to have it for a few hours or to have it all day. I said, then we might as well do a, a, a small Comic Con first. And then that gave us the idea to go from con to gala. And I wanted the red carpet and like the media experience in between, especially since everybody makes the effort to go change. I'm like, y'all got to have like your reward <laughs> in between. Uh, now the con isn't as big as like, you know, a big convention. It's about 10 vendors slash artists, including the celebrity guests, which is usually one or two X-Men themed celebrity guests. This year we have the amazing Lenore Zan, who was the voice of Rogue. And we have Adrian Hugh, which was the voice of Nightcrawler. So the brother sister team this year, um, last year we had the co-creator of Rogue with the voice of Rogue. So we try to like make the guest theme 
themed up and we themed each gala. So last year, because we had the two rogue guests, it was um, Rogue's Rook. And we used a chess piece in each name because, you know, the Hellfire Club members was originally named after chess pieces. So this year will be um, a stormy night at K-N-I-G-H-T for the chess piece night. And we're going to have uh, some like magical clouds to theme, like the decorations for the gala and stuff like that. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really cool. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see either in person or <laughs> online, whichever, whichever. <laughs> no but, oh my gosh, it's, it just sounds, it sounds beautiful. Thank I you. cannot wait. It's on April, wait, what's the date? It's April 27th. Uh, 27th. Yep, April 27th. It's, it's April 27th. I, we, we, we have a place back in New York, so I'm taking that train to Yay! Philadelphia. I am going, I told my booker, because I, I work galas, actually. That is sort of what oh, I wow. do for a living. I'm an auctioneer for galas. And as you know, probably, gala season is from March to June. So yeah. I was like, I told my my booker, I was like, I already have another gala. I need to go to the place. <laughs> and he's here like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not one that I, I'm going to be working. Right. But, um, I... I have to tell you, I think it's so incredibly special and intimate, the photos that you have yeah. posted and the experience. And Michelle and I were very good friends with Lenore. We've done cons and panels with her. And Lenore has spoken so highly of this event and she enjoys Thank it you. so much. What was it like for folks at home who are probably wanting to do something like you did? How do you, how do you start off with, with an idea and going all the way to Lenore? And and yeah. asking Rogue herself, <laughs> "Hey, Lenore, well, how you come to Pennsylvania for my, for my fun?" <laughs> yeah. How so, um, well, one, I I bust my butt to have to save the capital to get the venue, <laughs> but um, because it's all me. Um, this year I do have one sponsor, but I haven't had any sponsors or anything, so everything was me. So once you get that, and I'm always I'm like you guys, we go to cons. Like I'm a fan myself, you know. Um, so this is a event for fans, five five fans. So I I went to the con and was like, Lenore, this is what I'm doing. I would love to have you. I dressed up as Gambit. I said, I love you, please come. And I showed her the pictures and, you know, and then we worked out the details on actually booking her. But I actually went to Chicago to meet Lenore in person to ask her if um, she would be a part of our event. Um, now, you know, there, you work with different agents. It's a way to do it online. But I wanted to ask in person. It's harder to say no in person. But <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a really good point. And then you kind of sell yourself and, right. and your personality. And I think making that in-person connection really makes a difference. I do. And I think she saw how much I loved X-Men. Like, I did want to like tell her I mean, how much I loved her, how much the show meant to me. And it's, it's a lot, like you said, is in person doing that versus typing it um, is a lot different. So, And it was a lot of the cast there that, that time when I went. So I was like, you know, Lenore was the main goal, but at least that way I could ask the other people if they didn't mind to give me their agent info. So I had it for future years. So it was an investment in the show. And and it worked out because Lenore is amazing and she took the time to talk to me and gave me the info so she could, you know, get to the rest of the line. But so I could talk to her later and it, it worked out. Lenore is <laughs> a very special person. We've done um, her booth as well. And people come up to her and she talks to everyone and she understands the importance of Rogue because a character like Rogue. And this is why I love that she is a central in your in, in your con a character like Rogue. When we're growing up in the 90s, we did not have 
those kind of superheroes. A, a character like Rogue, Storm, Jean, those were very scarce. And and having like such a powerful voice at these cons, that's fucking amazing. I'm so yeah. proud. <laughs> What was your first experience with X-Men? Take us back to to baby <laughs> Lady J. Yeah. <laughs> so it was six-year-old Lady J who got to read the comics first. And um, as I grew up, when you when you come across, um, I guess I'd say, things that hurt your feelings or people who hurt your feelings for something you can't control whether it's the color of your skin or your income level, like you couldn't get the fancy clothes that's out at the time or being nerd, being a nerd back then wasn't cool. Now it's cool. So I'm happy, but you know, if you were smart, you had to glad whatever reason you felt picked on and it was something you couldn't control. I really connected with the X-Men in that way. And I thought when I was reading it, when I was little, I'm like, that's unfair. They're like another, like just a different, um, form of humanity just like you have tigers and lions like when i'm six this is how i'm so i'm like why are they being treated that way just because they're special you know that that um really like hit me and i was really like that's not right but the fact that they was willing to defend themselves but not only themselves the people who were hating on them too and that is what hit me as that i'm like they are true heroes like they're being you know come at in so many different ways including the fellow mutants too so you know they're getting cut at in every direction but they wanted to protect everybody including themselves and they wanted to make the world better so all those things just connected with my little self and as i grew up i could just connect it to the real world even more um and and also there's fun characters too like it's not just the whole struggle but you get their personalities in between and they're also fun for different reasons and um but that was just what connected heart to heart to me in the beginning. And then I just, I love the Claremont era of writing and his stories were also so amazing and Jim Lee's art. And I love the, you know, all throughout the era, but those were my favorite eras. And that's what hit me the hardest. Were you introduced like via the comics first or the animated series? Or was the it- comic. So in the eighties, the comics. Yeah. Cause when I was six, it, it was around like 87. So it was before. And I actually saw the, uh, my mom, when I got, so involved in X-Men bought me the VHS of the Pride of it was it Pride of Kitty? Pride of the X-Men. Yes, Pride of the X-Men. Yes, yes. And so that was the first animated X-Men that I actually saw was Pride of the um, X-Men. And then X-Men animated series, just like that was just like the crop of the king of the crop. When I saw that in the 90s, that was so amazing. If you're an 80s baby, it is a rite of passage that you own the VHS of Pride of the yeah. X-Men. <laughs> I never saw, yeah. We've had Larry Houston on the podcast several times, and he talked to us about Pride of the X-Men and how it originally aired. I have no memory of ever watching it as it aired on TV. I just had that broken VHS that I played yes. over and over again <laughs> with, the, with the toy animation. And, of course, toy would go on to do Sailor Moon. And, right, right. Oh, I just. Mm. I know. <laughs> I loved it. No. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> lady, lady J, I wanted to pull on the thread that you said about what made the X Men so special for you growing up because I had a very similar experience as well. I grew up being, you know, ostracized because I was clearly LGBTQIA plus, 
and sitting down and watching the animated series and thinking that somewhere out there, there was a school like Xavier's where all these outcasts can come together and not only become a family, but also celebrate your differences was such a powerful thing as, as, as a kid. And I love what you said because I reacted to the X-Men a certain way. And my primo, he saw Wolverine popping his claws. He saw Storm conjuring the elements. He didn't really latch onto the metaphor in the way that I probably did. And I think that is one of the more unique elements of the X-Men is that there's something for everyone in the exactly. X-Men. Whether you think these characters are just fucking cool because they are, or whether you resonate <laughs> with the messages, I think that yeah. is it's one of those things that I think make the X-Men so appealing in a broader sense. Yes. I agree. And they each had their own struggle with coming into their what made them unique and what made them special. And I think we all have that at some level at some point in time, whether it's puberty or whether it's finding our niche or, you know, it's like, you know, whatever makes us us when we trying to find it, it's, it's not as easy. And I love how they showed that, you know, how each one you get a flashback of how they first got their powers and it just, yeah. I don't know, it made, it empowered me. It made me like, they can do it, I can do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, finding themselves and their tribe, too. Yes. Like finding their community, the people that are, like, like-minded that way. Because I remember when X-Men first came out, I was exposed to the animated series first. And I remember I used to watch it with my brothers Saturday morning. So I'm a little bit of a tomboy. <laughs> uh, also like on the playground at school like we would all play x-men and we had like such a great like random group of people like there wasn't any like those like social cliques it wasn't about that we were all just x-men lovers so it, it was really interesting how it just kind of helped like bring bring the characters together on the show and then bring people together in real life yeah, that's so true. And I think we all played X-Men. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love how many characters it is because like I didn't always play Storm. Or I didn't always play Gambit or I didn't always, like I love when people say, what's your favorite X-Men? I'm like, I can give you my top 10. Like, you know, it's so, so hard to pick one. And I think well, that's, really that's what we're going to ask now. Give us <laughs> them that top 10. And why is Jean um, Grey our God Queen number one on that list? Yeah. <laughs> Top 10 is so hard. I know. <laughs> I know. It's easier name, than one, though. <laughs> name a few. Name, I, and I always find, and Michelle, you and I have talked about this endlessly. It depends on, like, my mood, my day, who's, like, yeah. really at my top 10. X, and where they're at in the comics or something like that, who I'm excited for. But as of right now, who are some of your favorite characters? Um, Storm, Gambit, Rogue, Magneto, Jean, Polaris. Um, All good characters. Dazzler. Trying to think. Can Wolverine I tell you? Nightcrawler. Well, we love Wolverine <laughs> yeah. Nightcrawler. But can I tell you the Dazzler song from the animated series? I was singing it this morning in the shower. <laughs> I'm myself a party. Don't know what. I have asked Larry Houston. I've asked the Lee Waltz. I'm like, where is there a recording of this song? <laughs> and please relax. Is it on yes. Spotify? <laughs> but I'm sorry to interrupt think... you. No, no, that's great. I love it. No, I think, I mean, I, I think, I don't know if I did 10, but that's that's a good set for my top right now <laughs> i noticed all of the characters that you mentioned that were in your your top um 10 ish that you've also cosplayed yeah and many of them <laughs> yes i i've seen your dazzler 
I I saw your Polaris like day and night looks. Yeah. And and Dazzler too, you did a day look and a night yeah. look. Oh my gosh. Who what is can you reveal your plans for the upcoming gala? <laughs> I under wraps. Like under wraps. But for give you guys, I give you spoiler. Give, give us, you the give, scoop. Give us a scoop. <laughs> just just a morsel. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it's, I don't mind. So I'm gonna do Magneto if time permits to finish making him. But I'm not gonna do the same character at night. I'm gonna do Storm because the theme is a stormy night. So yes, yeah, so I'm doing Magneto and Storm this year. I might, I was thinking about tossing in a regular storm just so I can have a day and night look to post, but I'm not sure, but I definitely want to do Magneto because like you say, he's been on my list and I've never done him. So I'm like, it's perfect place to do it is the gala and you know, the event. And um, I did want to do storm each year, but because I try not to do the same characters I do for the promo at the show. So I picked Storm first, like, because she was my favorite. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to do her at the, at the show now. So she was the first for the promo. I did a day and night for Storm on the promo the first year. So then I did Polaris at the show. And then uh, last year I did, did I do Angel? I'm having a brain fart. No, it would be that. No, I did somebody in between. I think it might have been Angel. Um Warren, Warren Angel. Um, but I'm having a brain fart. Sorry, y'all. But uh, then I did. Uh, I mean, welcome Black to Queen. welcome to ever every episode of this podcast. <laughs> At 40 years old, right? <laughs> <laughs> brain fog in your 40s yeah. is so real. I like literally yeah. the other day I was talking to someone about my friend, and I'm like, that person, what's their name again? <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, I'm next to my mom who has dementia. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is my future. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's um, okay. It's okay. It's okay. She, yes. she doesn't remember when I throw shade, so it's great. Right, right. <laughs> You're so bad. That's I love her so much. She, uh, if she, was, she would be on the Zoom laughing at me, too. If yeah. she, if me. I'm sure you get her your humor partly from her, mm. so I'm, I'm, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this year I didn't, I, you know, I did Dazzler for the promo. So I was like, I'll do Magneto and, um, Storm this year. I did Black Queen last year because I wanted to kind of like, um, be the queen of the gala and the host and everything. But you this should. Year I'm doing Storm. Yes. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I saw that on your feed too. And I, oh my gosh, like you nailed it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, yours. You talking about my cosplay? I see you're in amazement every time. And it's funny. You just recently posted Black Canary. This is not X Men. Sorry, but I know. I know. <laughs> traitor. We don't need an ex traitor when you're being Black Canary. <laughs> but it's one of I look. If she's an amazing character, you gotta love Black Canary. Yeah. <laughs> and you killed her. And I was like, I. I just love it when somebody else does one of my favorite characters too. And I'm like, oh, Michelle just killed that. I love it. <laughs> I know. I did that. I actually put it together because one of my friends was going to do like a birthday themed like Justice League shoot. And she asked me to do it. And then unfortunately it was the WonderCon during COVID. Oh, so it got canceled. And I've, I've still got the cosplay and I'm like, I got to wear it out sometimes so, <laughs> trying to bring out like the cosplays that i've been i've been saving for groups and i'm just like i don't know if this group is ever going to happen right so, yeah 
but I love that your gala just like encourages the cosplay community to really come out with their their best. Like thank you. And I like too that the um community and they everybody knows me. Like I'm I'm for all cost cost positivity. If whether you create it or you make it or you know you buy it or you know you feel like you have no skill level. I feel like everybody has skill level. If you're willing to put something on then it's skill level. Because somebody messaged me do I have to be as good as you or you guys? Because I'm like, absolutely not. You can wear a t-shirt and come and just enjoy yourself. But they put on their first Bishop cosplay to come. And we, and I think he knew how much we all loved it. You could see the effort. And then the next year he came as Blade and even leveled up even more. But yeah, so the fact that they, and he wasn't the only one. I had a few people, but Blade is the, I mean, um, Bishop is the one that stood out because he was the first person to message me. And I was so happy he came in cosplay. And he said, I had so much fun. I'm so glad I loved it. And the next year he ended up winning as a judge's choice in the contest um, for his Blade. So like it, the fact that I helped somebody put on their first costume has really meant so much to me. Well, you know, this is something that I learned from Michelle and I'm seeing everywhere now because I, I wasn't very involved in the cosplay community and Michelle was sort of like my gateway to that. It's that the cosplay community is very open, very positive, and it's always encouraging to, to have others come in and celebrate these characters. And I think that's something that's so evident when I'm looking at the Mutant and Proud event when i'm looking at the people who attend is that there is a celebration of the character and who cares if you're a perfect cosplayer or not because this is all about coming together and geeking out and having fun and that's something that is so beautifully prominent in everything you put out on your feed and it's i cannot wait for it <laughs> wait wait you you have a you have a cosplay judging contest. You have Lenore, you have Adrian, you have vendors. What else do you have at the con? What else is sort of there? So it's more, so it's a, because the, the vending aspect of it is, you know, not as big as other cons. We do a lot of interactive, like bringing everybody together, like X-Men family type thing. So we do X-Men family feud um, and we oh. try to get everybody. In the wait, house. wait, wait, what is family feud? What is X-Men family feud? <laughs> So it's really cool. We pick five people for each team. I host it and we already have the card. It's like, um, I do it old school to make it a little more fun. It's like on a poster board. I have the answers covered up and we say like, you know, oh, number one answer was this and that. And um, we do it all X-Men related questions. And I actually try to find ones that's actually been on Family Feud that's superhero related. And then last year I did a poll for the very last question. Like I said, um, what do you think of most when you think of Rogue? And then people commented, and then I, I did the numbers by the comments from the people. But um, everybody wins a prize, because I know it's hard to play, but you know, we do the three X's, next team pass, play, like it's exactly like Family Feud, but it's an X-Men, and everybody has to play in character. So they have to keep, whatever they're dressed as, you have to answer the question correctly, but as your character would answer it. So it's really fun. <laughs> okay, but to ask, like, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Rogue and Lenore Zan is there? The only answer is Lenore Zan. <laughs> right, you would think, but the, the answer was her accent. So I guess yeah. that's Sugar. because of Lenore. Yeah, the, who we first heard do Rogue. So, <laughs> but yeah, she would think Lenore, but it was not. I was surprised, but she loved it. She laughed. She loved it. And then we do a panel with the guests. 
And it's very, because it is an intimate space. That's what I love about it. It's exclusive. And that's what I wanted to be. So um, the panel was kind of like, everybody could interact. Like I did the questions, but people were accidentally like just speaking out loud and, you know, they could be heard. And it was great. It's like a big conversation, um, the panel. And we do a couple different panels, but the celebrity voice panel is always one of them. And then each VIP person can come in a little early, get their private photos in the venue. And then we have a bar area also. So it's not just the library. The bar ven area has vendors, vendors, I'm sorry, not venues, <laughs> vendors <laughs> and artists. And then they, um, it's actual food. It's catered by my sister and um, she's really good. And she owns a nonprofit. So the money goes towards her nonprofit. So you're doing good and you get good food. And it's um, 21 and up drinks and stuff that's not 21 and up. So something for everybody. And um, she also tries to have, it's not vegan, but she also tried to have non-meat options for those who doesn't eat meat. And then um, it's the little, I always have, I bring my personal X-Men 90s arcade games for down in the bar area so people can play that down there. Um, and it's where you could sit and eat because you can't eat in the library because it's a true working library, old school library. So that's why we do the bar so everybody can eat in the bar. I first of all, you have me at bar with alcohol. So like, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Michelle knows it. Every time Michelle and I are at a con, I'm like, oh, let's just go to the bar. First. I know. I'm like, where's bar? I'm like, I need a drink. I'm like, I'm sober except for vodka. So let's just do this right now. And wait, before we move on in the conversation, I want to highlight your sister's nonprofit. What, what's the nonprofit that a lot of the proceeds are going to? Uh, thank you. So it's called Spark All Over the World. And she's um, really into the community. So like she did a back to school community event um, and domestic violence. Those two are her uh, main sources, educational programs for um, communities that are underserved and domestic violence awareness and having resources for domestic violence. That's beautiful. I, I do a lot of um, events for education and domestic violence. And it's appalling at how much funding does not get to these people who, who need it. Um, these programs are a lifeline. So Lady J, what's the name of the organization again? Sparkle uh, Over the World. All right, Familia. And that's sparkleotworld.org. I'm seeing right now. And the second okay. you land there, there is a donate button. Hit that donation button. I say this at all my events, $1 or a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it is life-changing. That is an opportunity for some. That is so incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I always try to incorporate some kind of charity work in um, my cosplay and my events. I personally helped start this group that we call the Philadelphia Avengers. And we do a whole bunch of different um, children's charities like um, March for Babies and Alex Lemonade Stand. Then we do juvenile diabetes research and just a whole bunch. I, I won't digress too far. But um, so anytime I can do an event, it's usually attached to some sort of charity also. I'm sorry. I'm so in awe. Like you're speaking my language <laughs> with all those things. Like you are truly a real life superhero with everything you're oh, doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I'm not going to toot my own norm, but I'll toss in there that I'm a forensic DNA analyst. So I <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so what haven't you done is the question i think i, know, I was gonna say you, you really are doing it all over there <laughs> thank goodness. you guys but no that's what funds the fun so you know i get to be a hero during the day and then play one at night so that's that's my perfect two there 
How did you get involved in cosplaying? So to be honest, and my first cosplay was Storm. Um, I was going to my first Comic-Con and um, when I was little, I always wanted to go to one, but we just couldn't afford to. So as soon as I saved up enough money, I was in college and working two jobs. I said, I'm going to go to my first Comic-Con. And I was like, and I have to be Storm because <laughs> she was my one of my favorites for so long. And I wanted to pretend to be her and bring her to life. And I am so grateful I did it because I was walking. Well, I had I was on the bus at Storm and it was so funny how many people was like, yo, it's Storm. Like, I was like, yes, yes, you get it. Thank you. You know, really made me feel like Storm before I got there. But I was walking up to the con and a little boy just ran up to me. And she and and his dad was trying to catch him because he didn't know what he was running to. But it was this stranger. And she was, he was like, hey, he ran up and gave me this big hug and thanked me for the sunny day. Oh my gosh. <gasps> that my heart. I didn't even get to the con yet. And I was like, yo, that made my day. And that actually started, I was like, wow, children really believe in us. And that's what made me want to start charity work in the costume. Like, so thanks to that little boy, like he set me on my path and I've been going ever since. But my first take, my costume is hilarious. I didn't think I could sew back then, even though I knew a little bit about sewing. So I bought a black bodysuit. I used duct tape, a tablecloth, a plastic tablecloth from the dollar store. <laughs> and it worked. Like I was, I, and that's why I tell everybody, we all start somewhere and it doesn't matter how you start, as long as you love it. And um, that little boy couldn't tell the difference. He didn't see my duct tape, you know, he just saw Storm and it was just an amazing experience. So that was back in 2011. That was my first costume. Oh my gosh. That's such a great experience. I think, I think the kids at the cons make it all worth it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's beautiful. And I love your your cosplay journey and how you oh, say we all we do all start somewhere. Yeah. I think I think some people just see the big time cosplayers and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'll never be on that level. And they get really discouraged. But like they started somewhere too. Like, yeah. We're not we're not born with all these skills. Like I can't sew that great either. But you know, uh, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And you can always level up your cosplays. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, I, I hate armor making. Like, so I can sew pretty good now, but armor making, I hate it. So I'm glad in this community, I have so many friends that I can bug. And, you know, of course I pay them for their time and stuff. But I'm like, if I want to try something small, like, I don't know if you guys saw my recent post, but I made the, the mutant collars that like restrict our powers when I did blank. Um, from the gifted TV show, and it was just craft foam. So I was like, I think I can do that. It was like I bought an LED light from the tile store and craft foam, but I still bug them. I'm like, what glue is best to hold this together? And <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, big armor. When I look at the big Iron Man, and oh, it was this huge juggernaut. I um, I forget the cosplayer's name, and I know is it, it off the top. Is it humming? Say it again. Is it humming? Yes, yes, Michelle. I'm, his, I'm like, yo, that's amazing. And I could never make that, but <laughs> I wish I could. And see, the process is so cool. Robin yeah. IRL is like huge. He, was he at LA, Michelle? Was he at LA Comic Con? Yes, right. he yeah. was at LA. He was also at New York Comic Con. Oh, that's yes, right. Yes, that's what I, I saw. Um, New I've York. Seen, yeah. Wait, you've been to New York Comic Con? That makes sense because it's like a train ride away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> were, were you were you here this last this last year? Did I tell, see? It's a shame that years blend together. Oh, I know. I've been going since two thousand like seven. <laughs> so it, yeah. 
<laughs> but um, no, because we 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 probably didn't yes. talk. We, we, oh my I god, it's like we probably yes. didn't. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I, I missed you. I know. Me too. I did the big X Men group meetup that my friend Shady Hayes had to um together. She had a cosplay meetup, and I was um I did um Marvel Girl, the version Jean Grey, and I talked to Chris Claremont again, and I um. And I was a Ghostbuster half the time too. So you might not saw me because I wanted to meet Daryl from DMC from Run DMC. I'm a big Ghostbuster fan. They did the song for the um, part two soundtrack. So I was half Ghostbusters and half Marvel Girl. So I might have missed you. Okay. I, I did have to peace out the day of 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 the Marvel meetup because I had a gig uh, in Rhode Island. So I was not there that day. And then I didn't go Sunday. I I think I was only there Thursday and Friday. I and think- I was only there Saturday, so that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember because it all does blur. I, I, I can mark this one because Michelle was, it was her first New York Comic Con and oh. first time in New York. So that's where I can mark it. But apart from that, now all the days are blending in from right. years past. <laughs> I'm like, because if you were Marvel Girl, I would have sniffed you out because God <laughs> is like my favorite, favorite oh. X-Man. That's great. No, um, I forgot what Chris said to me. He said, I don't think she's wearing that anymore. I was cracking. <laughs> I said, a throwback is always great. <laughs> oh. well, she has so many looks to choose from. I mean, I yeah. Yeah, and that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. So we love Jean. We have so many like X-Men that we love. But like Lady J, we are salty here on this podcast. <laughs> so who is your least favorite X-Men? And why is it Hank McCoy? <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he suck so badly? Um, it's funny. I've never even thought about a least favorite X-Men. Oh, really? Um, let, let, let's talk about Hank them. McCoy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So you tell me why isn't that one your least favorite? <laughs> Sociopathic. He's crazy. Dark Beast at least owns all of his like action. Right. That's true. That's so funny. I feel like Dark Beast is his true form. Oh, I agree. He knows. If Hank McCoy would just be like, I'm Dark Beast now, I'd be like, great. Now you're my number you're one right, favorite right. Yeah. But the fact that I, I will always hate him for what he did with cyclops and the oh five because during that era at the end of avx you know like our boy cyclops he's had a lot of flaws and he hasn't gone about things the right way however he was motivated in trying to repower the mutant race and at the end of avx hank's like oh you've ruined everything but i guess you are right because now the x like the x gene is oh yeah (laughs) right (laughs) and it's like hank give cyclops his dues and then he goes back in time and picks the oh five and literally looks at our god queen as a teenager, a teenage girl, and basically tells her that she is destined to die one day. And Teen Jean obviously has this allergic reaction to it. Right. You know, right. Because imagine being 17 and being told one day you're going to die. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you, beast. You're horrible. So that's and he could have told her she's going to come back to life. Yeah, you be like, oh, but don't worry about it. Like, a cosmic parasite is going to attach itself to you and you'll be reborn over and over again. Yeah. You're literally going to become the world's most powerful mutant. But like, right. LOL, you'll be dead for like five days. Don't worry about it. He's just salty because it didn't work out between them. That's true. Oh my God, I still have terrors from when that, that relationship was a, was a thing in the comic. 
Uh, you guys but, are great. That's but you funny. know, Lady J, it's fun because we years ago someone did ask me on 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 an episode who was my least favorite X Man, and I say I, I jokingly say Beast, I jokingly say Wasp, you know, for for Marvel in general. But at the core of it, I think we all love these characters, yeah. and it may be fun to rag on them, but I don't think I could ever really, in my honest form, be like I hate this character. I I just enjoy this universe so much and being able to play in it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why when I say I never really thought about my lease, I think that's what it is. Because even I think people who who I guess we could say suck as a character also like brings something to it. Like, you know what I mean? Even saying, oh, that sucks brought something to it or like, oh, he sucks. I hope that he gets, you know, his butt kicked or something that brings something to it. So like to me, I just like you said, I love every I love the whole fandom in general. And yeah, there's some like you know, told. I don't ever think of him really, even though he was in the first movie. <laughs> That's somebody who, like, if I'm thinking of X-Men, I have to think hard about Toad. Like, he's not somebody I ever think about. Um, but whether I would say he's my least favorite, no, you know what I mean? It's just some characters I think about all the time versus other characters. It's like, oh, yeah, they're in the X-Men universe. <laughs> what about your, like, what? who's the sexiest character? Like, the one oh, that you... Gambit. Gambit. Yeah! Oh, Gambit <laughs> is the ultimate fuckboy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And even um, the voice actor, uh, Chris, I always thought was cute when I was little. So I was like, okay, so I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> he played oh. Gambit. <laughs> it's, when I talk to Lenore and we talk about recording with Chris, I'm always like, I always want to be like, but he's so handsome. Like, how did you? <laughs> like, but I guess they, because I, I'm still confused with, and Michelle, maybe you know the answer. I, I'm so confused how they did the actual recordings. Like, sometimes Lenore made it sound like they were all in the same room and they would go out afterwards. And then other times I'm like, well, wait a minute, for the logistics, they probably had to record separately. And it's, I'm, I'm sure the answer is, it depended on the day or the week. Yeah. Right. Or maybe the yeah. episode. Like, if they were Agreed. all recording like an episode and they needed to see each other's reactions to things maybe then they had special meetups i this is all just me per, like speculating but yeah I, um and i it, it's funny that for the deke dub of sailor moon um the voice actress barbara i'm forgetting her last name who did sailor neptune and um serena's mom she mentioned that when she went to go record for uh, sailor moon s she and the actress who did sailor uranus they actually recorded together which was very unique at the time um when that was happening so i've always been curious that, with that that makes sense though they had a lot of scenes together uranus and neptune so oh. I, I'm sorry the Deke turned them into incestuous cousins. Like, I know. Or I'm sorry, it was the Cloverway. The Cloverway version yeah. turned them into incestuous cousins. Cousin. I like this. Yes. I was like, they made them kissing cousins. They should just left them. Yeah, I know. Why? Why? Can you imagine? We lived, in, we lived in a world where it was okay. Like, they didn't even edit. Like, if you were going to commit to I the know. cousin thing, like, fine, yeah. whatever. I don't agree with it, but commit to it. Do the yeah. go through the censorship. Now they just look incestuous cousins holding right. hands and kissing. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. How about from either the comic books or the television shows? Do you have a particularly favorite arc? Hmm. So, I don't know. That's hard. I do love the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga. Mm. Um, 
I mean, who can't? Days of the Future's past. Yeah. Um, but like for me, just the reading the comics from the seventies to early two thousands, I just loved it all. So, um, it kind of blurs all together for me because I just I enjoyed that whole time period so much. Um, Wolverine losing his animania, like just so many different things happened. Oh, I love Fatal Attraction so much. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was just so many. I was. I remember reading that comic and I dropped it because I was like, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe Magneto did this. That was traumatized for a second. Well, so it's so funny. I've been. I, I've reread the first two issues of Fatal Attractions and Wolverine getting his adamantium pulled out was was what I remember and traumatizing enough. But like I like the earlier issues, like the acolytes go to like a hospital where people are in hospice and they like murder the nurse and that's, everyone in hospice. And I'm like, I'm like my jaw dropped. I literally I was in bed and I went like this and I just stared <laughs> off. I'm like. This is really hard to read. <laughs> How did I read this as a kid? <laughs> right, right. And I was like, and maybe I didn't, that part didn't hit so hard because it wasn't like, like people I loved forever. And then Wolverine was like, and I'm like, that's bad. That should have hit harder. But it did. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But then I read Wolverine and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like I shouldn't have been like that in, in the beginning. And that but, iconic yeah. moment where Magneto actually rips it out it, as rendered on the Fleer Ultra. I remember as yes. a kid, I stared at that in like the little, <laughs> what, the card cases that were plastic, you would put yep. them. I would just stare at this like as a kid. And I'm just like, oh. I know. I couldn't believe it. Did you, like... did you, did you come? Well, no, you, you said you read from the 70s to the early aughts. So did you stick around for Morrison? Was Morrison like a deal breaker? when when we got um, new x-men or did it reignite yeah so it wasn't really a deal breaker but i didn't get to read it in real time because um like i like i said before i was in college working two jobs so like just reading slowed down for me and i picked it back up whenever i had time um so i don't remember it as clearly as i remember the ones that i got to just like sit and enjoy and read straight through but um it wasn't a deal breaker like i read None of them are. Some stories I hate a little. Not not hate. I don't want to say hate is a strong word. I don't hate anybody. But some stories I dislike. You drag know, them. Like which one? Work. Drag him. Drag him. Drag him. Give us the exclusive. Drag him. <laughs> um, well, one of my pet peeves is, and things can change. Don't get me wrong. But like rewriting an origin of a character like Magneto's not being the father of Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver when they clearly was drawn. Like he, Quicksilver looks just like Magneto. You're going to tell me he's not his father 20 years later. No, that's his father. <laughs> those Scarlet Witch and Polaris. That Those kind of things drive me a little crazy when you change the like core, core definition of something that I've known for 20 or 30 years of my life. But um, I try I not to... to <laughs> <laughs> to harbor on stuff too long. I'm like, ain't nothing I can do about it. But in my brain, I'm like, that's his kids. I don't care what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, we're all like, Wanda and Pietro are forever Magneto's kids and mutants. Yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Listen, Kill Bill Sirens when Axis came out and Wanda was like, I guess I'm no longer your daughter. You, Everything for you, Magnus, is a lie. And then she just like floats away. I'm like, what? 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 You just retcon like 
from the 60s. Decades worth of stories. Well, I I know originally that that retcon was a retcon, but you know what I'm trying to say? Right, right. This is a decade. This is universal canon that all of us love. And because of film, right? For me, it's like if it was a compelling story, fine. Right? Like with the retcon we got with Nightcrawler and Destiny. Right, yes, yes. Compelling story. I, I understand why that retcon's happening, but. For Wanda and Pietro, it's for film rights. That's exactly. It. it was for film rights. And guess what? Now they own the film rights to the music exactly. again. So can we just, can we just like, psych. Yeah, yeah, like, psych, don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What were you saying, Michelle? Um, this is retcon the retcon. Yes, yeah. retcon the retcon. And, and by the way, and the thing is, like, I feel that, like, we would all universally just accept it. Right? I agree. And I want to give a shout out to Leah Williams because when we had her on to discuss Trial of Magneto, she did mm-hmm. say the first thing she inquired about was about reconning the retcon. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> right, because Wanda Scarlet Witch as an IP is so valuable to Marvel, as she right. should be, more popular yeah. than Iron Man. Our girls more popular than Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, They had to go through Kevin Feige and his team and, and they weren't allowed to... Um, uh-huh. To retcon the retcon, sadly. Not mm. yet. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. Fight for us. Yes. Because even in the TV show, The Gifted, I love the um, the allusion to Magneto. Like, they kept dropping hints for Polaris's character. And um, I love that TV show. Like, it was amazing. Um, we understand that so much. Yeah. <laughs> it really brought back the heart of the original like x-men storylines to me um, and i thought that was really cool but yeah now so i was like, I was like oh are they going to finally say his name like you're waiting for the the, the lead <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so i'm like yes let's write comment i agree my audible gasp for the gifted was when one of the cuckoos like breaks down like the the truck the prisoner's oh, truck yeah. and then the other cuckoos come out and they just go there and they stand in formation yeah. i was like screaming at the top yeah. of my lungs <laughs> that was amazing yeah i i love that they used mutants that we don't always see in the forefront that was really fun too yeah, yeah, well, Skylar James is that Skylar Samuels, who was on Scream Queens as well, was right. a perfect step for Cuckoos. Perfect. Step yeah, for that that was really cool, and I loved them. Why names are? And I know, I know her name. The actress mm-hmm. that played Polaris. Oh, Emma Dumont. Yes, Emma. Yes. I love Emma. I got to meet her at Rhode Island, and she was great. Um, she is. She's so, she would do your con. She's a friend of the podcast. We talked to her. Ooh. She, yeah. if you need an intro to Ms. Emma Dumont, yes, just let I us do. Know. She, <laughs> girl will show up in costume. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say she embraced Polaris so hard. She was so amazing. And I dressed as her version in the show. And when I walked up, she was like, yeah, I was like, yes, I love you. Like, she was amazing. But um, I love what she did for the character. It was really cool. And when she put on her first headpiece, (gasps) and then she would wear it all the time, like outside of the show. I love, I love that she wore it. Iconic. We we did an episode with her and Lenore that had nothing to do with X Men. It was just all about politics and relevant issues. And Michelle, I don't think you were available for that episode because it came in last minute. Yeah, I was not, but I listened to it, and it was oh my god, there were so many emotional like moments and like. Lenore and Emma are just two like 
powerful women who deeply care about the state of the world today. Tell us more about Mutant and Proud. I, what do you think makes it so special against other cons out there? Not saying better, but just what do you think that your con brings to the table that's very unique? Um, yeah, so I feel like because we all are embracing X-Men, we truly, it's like such a positive atmosphere. Like we feel like family, everybody's really connected. And that made me, I would, that was a surprise to me. Like that was a bonus of what happened at the show. It was what I was hoping for, but it really, really happened. And um, do you, you get to, I think it's because you feel like it, when the atmosphere helps you imagine more of, you know, I'm, I'm this character and it helps you. And you, it's so many people around you. That's this character. And also you connect because we're all loving the same thing. Like, you know, we're here because we all love this fandom and um, the venue itself, I think helps make it unique. The photo opportunities that you can get in a group photo opportunities. Like you can bring a lot of your dreams to life. Like it was funny. It was like five rogues there because you know, rogue was the main thing. And it was one Miss Marvel, one Captain Marvel. So all the rogues, we're like, Miss Marvel, it's okay, we all surround you. So we all pretended to like take her <laughs> And she's like, Miss, you know, like just things you wouldn't be able to do sometimes at other venues you're allowed to do here. And um, like I said, the interactive, like the that's my family feud that just made it. <laughs> and that was that in itself. Everybody was like, some people were scared to do it at first, you know, because you know, everybody's not an extrovert, some people are introverts. But then even the introverts were cracking up and laughing. It was just, it's such a together experience. Um, so even if, and nobody pushes though. Like if it was some people sitting way in the back, when they decided to move up closer, they moved up closer. Like, and I think that's just the thing. Like everybody felt comfortable and everybody felt embraced at the same time. Like, you know, you were, you can be yourself, but you can also experience this experience um, together. And the gala had dancing and I tried to get requests for music. You know, I tried to incorporate everything for everybody. And we have props. Like I had a picture of the original Hellfire glove from the action figure set blown up. So people took pictures next to that. You know, it's just, I try to bring different something that you can't get unless it's an X-Men show. Um, so trying to bring props out, like if I could get it finished, my friend is making like a broken up Sentinel head. So we can have it outside. So that's why I want to do Magneto because we're going to do photo ops with different characters in different places. Like Storm will be outside and um, Magneto will be next to the Sentinel head because he crushed it all up, you know, and different types of things like that. So hopefully that's what people feel like is different or um, I have to say exceptional for the big X <laughs> about <laughs> the event. <laughs> and, and also as of this recording, and we do not have insider information, but as of this recording, it is long speculated and rumored that X-Men 97 is coming out in the spring and yes. you are going to have two of the stars there. You're going to have Rogue and presumably Nightcrawler, whoever right. ends up playing on the series. But um, that's going to be incredible that fans and new fans are going to be able to come in and speak with them about the yeah. new show, hopefully. And the toys hit. So all the collectors like us, if they got some of the rogue action figures, they could get assigned by Lenore um, at the show, hopefully in time for, for the the series to come out. But I'm excited for the new series. I want the younger folks to get the experience we had um, with the original X-Men animated series. Okay, but the Hellfire Gala... Tell us a little bit more about that before we let you go. <laughs> no problem. So you guys, when you purchase the ticket, you get a badge. It'll either say both events, one event, whatever you choose. But if you choose the gala, you also get an old school fashioned Hellfire 
Scala, um, Hellfire Club, Inner Circle um, invitation. And it has whatever you name you pick. You can pick your real name. You can pick your mutant name. And then it's on old-fashioned paper, and it gets an old-fashioned wax stamp, and you get it all together with your badge. Okay, that is iconic. <laughs> yeah. Thank what you. <laughs> like, it's such a nice memento from this event. I love the Thank detail. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I was originally going to make you guys have to bring it, like, like to come in. But I was like, oh, I don't want people to accidentally lose it. So that's why I gave you, I give you a badge and an invitation. But that was the original idea, was I you have to come with your invitation. <laughs> I will be such a bitch. I will go up there. I'm like, I don't have the QR code. Like, where is it? <laughs> like, I'll be showing you my... I forgot where we... I, I think it was FlameCon. You had to bring proof of an email or something to pick up your press badge. And I was like... they And they didn't have the, a sheet. And I was just like, oh, I don't know where this email is. And I... Right. <laughs> but that is a... You know what? We will bring those for you. I will make sure I have that uh... Thank I mean, listen, you. If I could do it with my vaccine card, I can do it with something that's important. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I can I can find a way to keep that in mind. That's awesome. Thanks. Lady J, if people want to attend your event, where can they buy tickets? So it's my website, uh www.ladyj dash cosplay.com. I hope I put the dash in the right spot. But it might be easier if you have a Facebook or Instagram. I have the ticket links there also. Um, I should, I don't know why I don't know my own much. I'm like, this is for crazy. My brain fart is really the, the other I'm day crazy. I called I called this podcast Powers of X. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me, we're on the same page. Brain yeah. fog is real, kids. <laughs> yes, but it, it uh, Mutant and Pearl has his own Instagram page. It's at Lady J Mutant Mutant and Proud all together um, spelled out. And um, all the ticket links are there, but my website also has a ticket link. You click Mutant and Proud, the tickets are there. And Mutant and Proud is about to have a new website that's being launched later this month. So that'll make it really easy for everybody. And for my for Facebook, it's through my cosplay page. It has an event and the ticket links are there also. And what's the, what's the Facebook page? Is it Lady J? Yeah, Lady J Cosplay Philly. And of course, Lady J, Lenore, and Adrian are going to be there. What can fans expect from seeing them at the con? Yeah, so you can get uh, table photos, photo ops, autographs. And I'm pretty sure Lenore did voice recordings last year. And I think Adrian would too. Um, so, it's, you know, and they did good specials. Like if you mixed it up, got an autograph and a photo table selfie or an autograph and a voice recording, they did specials for that also. That's so wonderful. So it's April 27th. Amelia, yes. hit up those websites. Michelle, what do you have coming up in the next couple of months? I feel like you're at every city, every con. <laughs> like there, there cannot be a con unless Michelle manifests there. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, my goal was to attend more cons because I want, I want to get out there. I want to see everything. I've got Pasadena Con at the end of this month. And oh, then I Kathy's gonna be there. Kathy Garver, yeah. Firestar. She was telling me I told oh. her about you. I got my Firestar uh yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna have her sign it. I'm gonna hit her up and I'm gonna say, Paul from PowerX sent me. <laughs> she should know you because we talked about you in the episode. Oh, yeah. I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to before before the con. Um, and then 
uh, Amazing Hawaii was supposed to happen in February. It is being postponed to November. However, there is another local con going on the exact same weekend. So we are now going, I think it's like Hawaii Toy and Collectible Expo. And we're working with some other vendors. I'm working with Darren from Unknown to possibly have like David Nakayama at that event. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, Justin and I are, are kind of doing some things in the background to kind of still make something happen. I love that. And Darren's such a good guy. We met him at LA Comic-Con. He's Lenore's like booking agent. And he's such a great, he get, he, he's organized. <laughs> Lenore's, like, Lenore's like, oh, can you help at the table? I was like, okay. And I literally just stood there for like an hour. I'm like, you don't need me. You have Darren. <laughs> I'm like, my work here is done. The tuxedo mask game. <laughs> and then Lenore's like, sugar, you didn't do anything. Um. But speaking of Lenore, we are going to be at Megacon in like two weeks. So we'll see Lenore there. We'll see Catherine Disher, the voice of Jean, is going to be there. Oh, jelly roll. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you some money, Paul. Can you get some stuff signed? Of course. Me? Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I, I was thinking of going. I was thinking of not going. I was like, oh, my travel schedule is going to be insane. But we were able to make it work out. I spoke with the publicity team there. Familia, I love Megacon. It's in Florida. It's in Orlando, Florida. If you have an opportunity, go. It's just as big as New York Comic Con. I wouldn't say as oh, big wow. as San Diego, but the crowd. It, it, it is the San Diego New York Comic Con of Florida. It's so big, and they're doing a reunion for the X-Men animated series. So we'll be there, and we'll be covering it. We went last year. It was so much fun. And then I know there's more that I should plug, but I, I always forget. We're doing WonderCon. We're for sure doing WonderCon. Yes. Yes, WonderCon. I I kind of forgot about it, but <laughs> we're gonna. Um, X is doing a WonderCon takeover, right? Yeah, we're gonna be that. We we pitched two panels, so hopefully those will get approved, and we're just gonna. I think the entire uh, Power of X Men team is gonna be there. Oh wait, I don't. I don't think Flink or Hammy can make it. We but might have some other the other team. Oh, right? the rest of the team will be yeah, there. <laughs> and people only really tune in for Michelle, so it's fine. <laughs> so Michelle, yeah. That's not true. <laughs> well, we'll have fun, and I cannot wait for April for Mutant and Proud, Lady J. Thank what an you honor to so finally speak with you. No, I feel honored, you guys. I, you guys blow me away. Um, when I first saw the podcast, I was like, they are X-Men human dictionaries, and I love them. <laughs> Encyclopedias, I have to say. <laughs> and I, I try to make it a rule that we don't, like, consult Wikipedia or anything. It's, it's okay if we don't know everything. That's what I, I really oh, yeah. love, what you guys also have said about cosplaying. It's okay if you're not the most knowledgeable expert fan oh. out there as long as you love the characters and we're celebrating them i think that's what I, I the energy we like to bring here and fortuitously we're all just big x-men fans from all walks of life so right but that's what i meant by like i by how much knowledge you have i could tell how much you love it like how much yeah. you retain from it that's what i meant um <laughs> some of us are up at four <laughs> in the morning obsessing <laughs> about storm's joe mad haircut and why it hasn't made <laughs> Uh, a resurgence in the comics. <laughs> all right. Oh, we love Thank you. you so much for having me. I appreciate you all. 